0: Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Straight Ballin'. Hope everyone's doing okay. Uh, I'm recording this on a Sunday night. It's like about eight o'clock. The Grammys are on tonight. I was, I was just, be- just before I came in the studio, I just I looked and Post Malone was on and I'm a big Post Malone fan, so I'm like, I'm going to watch. And uh, he does two songs and I can't think of the first song that he did. It's the one with Bieber. Bieber wasn't on it. And then he goes into Rockstar and I look at Caden and I'm like, this song is like two years old. Why are we doing this song? So I looked it up. It was released like in October of 2017. I don't know why we're performing a song that is a year and a half old. I get it. It's on an album that was released in 2018. But for those of you guys for those of you that do not like Post Malone, you will not like Post Malone regardless of what I say at this point. But I like Post Malone. His album is great. So if you are kind of on the fence about Post Malone, uh listen to the album. Really 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 good. Uh but his performance at the Grammys was a little a little uh, underwhelming, if, if I do say so myself. Love his voice. Uh, love, I just love his, his flow, love his cadence. Like it all. Um, but whatever. And then he gets done. And, and Tanya's like, they're going into Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I like, oh boy, I'm going to watch this shit. This is the equivalent of if at the All-Star game, we had to watch Charles Barkley play basketball against Larry Bird. You'd watch it. You'd watch it like you watch a car accident because it's awful. How old are these guys and why are they perform- like, And music and like, performing age is a lot better than athleticism, clearly. I, I know I, I'm not comparing you know, apples to apples, as they say, but I don't need to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers perform because it's awful. And uh, Anthony Kiedis, I don't know what you're doing with your mustache. You look like, you look like Hitler. You look like Lloyd Christmas and Hitler. Uh, combined in one. That's what you look like. Sorry, that's that, that's what I saw. Was Lloyd Christmas Hitler? But it was awful. The the performance wasn't good, and you look just God. I think these guys get so much credibility at some point that it's like I'm fucking doing whatever the fuck I want to do. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this. Remember when Jordan? Remember when Michael Jordan had hit a Hitler mustache in those Hanes commercials for like a year? What in the hell? Like, do you get so? So huge and so big and so such a huge ego. You're like, I'm just going to wear a Hitler mustache for a year and see what anyone says. And no one just says anything. because, like, oh, it's Michael Jordan who has a Hitler mustache. So Anthony Kiedis is just like, well, I'm going to one-up you and I'm going to give myself a Lloyd Christmas haircut. That's what I just saw. That's the Sunday night at the, at the Grawl house tonight. We had, some, we had dinner with, with uh, my mom and Terry. They came over. We had some, uh, some spaghetti. It was good. Some French bread. Uh, my mom brought brownies. Um, stay tuned for my review on the brownies. They're not pot brownies. Everyone, calm down. My mom didn't bring bring pot brownies. Okay, they. I would tell you they'd probably be better if they if they were pot brownies, but they're not. Anyways, let's get into basketball. As always, we're in we're in the in the swing of things for basketball here. Everyone's playing two games two games a week. As always, we start with Wisconsin, the the exciting Wisconsin Badgers. We should probably I should start a segment like Can they hit sixty points in a game? They did not this week. So they they beat Minnesota fifty six to fifty one. Uh this is the text I got from one of our loyal loyal listeners, one of my loyal listeners, I guess I should say. Uh twenty-four to twenty-one at half badgers, one eleven to one hundred two, three minutes left in the third for the Bucks. And I get the NBA game's not the same as college, but the the Bucks scored fifty points in the first quarter this past week and the Badgers barely scored over over fifty in a game. Again, not comparing apples to apples, but I'm just saying. So they beat Minnesota at Minnesota. Hap goes for fifteen, fourteen, three. The Ben the Ben Simmons special. Brad Davidson, great shooting night. Two for uh, two for twelve, one for five from three. That's I'm surprised actually won. Like normally when these guys shoot like crap like this, they lose. But then they play Michigan yesterday at Michigan. You knew this was a game they're going to lose. It's I would have been I would have been shocked if they would have won it. They lose 52-61. to 61. Hap goes 18-11-1. There was a telling stat for me, I thought, as I'm doing my research and looking this stuff up. And they don't, you know, Michigan doesn't double team him, So they just let Hap go. So, I mean, Hap scored a bunch of points right away, and I'm surprised he actually only finished with 18, but he shot one free throw. He, he lives in the post, and he shot one free throw, and he missed it. Shocking. I know everyone's surprised that Ethan Hap missed the free throw, but... How do you? How are you that dominant in the post and you only shoot one free throw? Uh, maybe the refs are bad and they don't call any I don't. It's. I, I thought that was telling to me. So uh, they released the top sixteen this week for the seeds as how they would be now. Wisconsin was sixteenth, so trending up. I don't think they'll move much because they lose to Michigan, who's a top team, obviously. But the this week they got they have one game this week and they're at Michigan State, so that'd be a big. A big test for them uh, going into Michigan State. If they can win that, that's that's a huge, huge win. Michigan State's been they've they've had a, lot of, a couple of bad losses in the last week or so. So uh, we'll see. And next week we'll obviously talk about it. Duke, Duke looked good this week. Damn. Okay, they look good for a a, a, a game and a half this week. So they play BC on Tuesday. They're down. This is just a weird, weird, weird half. They're down twenty eight to thirty. I'm like, is this the Badgers? 28. You scored 28 points and a half. They end up winning the game 80 to 55. Zion 16, 17, and three. RJ 19, five and two. Five at 12 from the field. Typical RJ Barrett game. I've, you hear me say this a lot. Typical RJ game. Five at 12 from the field. Cam Reddish 24, four and two. He probably told you that he was shooting lights out. His shots were falling down. He was he was he was knocking them down. He was wet. He was wet as the kid says. Wet. Four of 11 from three. Not wet. Uh, yesterday they go at Virginia. That was the big test, right? They go to Adver- they beat Virginia already. They go to Virginia yesterday. They dominate that game. If you watch the game, they dominated that game. They won 81 71. Anytime Virginia got close they kept going, they'd be up to 10, and then all of a Virginia gets it to five. Someone makes a big play. And Duke played Duke shot awesome. And they played great. I, I said this tonight uh, to my stepdad, Terry. I'm like, if Duke plays like this, no one's gonna beat them. They're gonna they'll win the title. If they if they can play like that how they did yesterday, no one will uh, no one will beat them. Zion went for 18 5 and 5. RJ was 5 for 5 from 3 to start the game, finished 6 of 10 from 3. 26 7 and 3 was his stat line. Cam uh was 17 2 and 3, 5 of 8 from 3. Finally Cam Reddish gave us a Cam Reddish game. Trey Jones 13 6 and 7. Um Trey, you know, Trey Jones we said before, you know, he's the kind of the he's st- he makes his team kind of kind of go, right? He's obviously the, their their best defender, but he's he he makes this team stick together and he runs the show. But this was a this was a great game. If you're a Duke fan, it was great to watch. It just they they only won by ten, but they really, I mean, they just kind of dominated this game. I never, you never felt that the game was really uh, too much in, too much in question. So two, well, I wouldn't say two big wins. One big win for Duke for sure. Uh, they're they're your number two ranked team in the country. The uh, the panel has them number one overall in the tournament. You know, as far as seating goes, which isn't a surprise. I know Tennessee's number one overall, but Duke's your Duke's your number one team. No one's gonna argue that. I don't. Tennessee fans probably will, but you're, get off your, get off your rocker. It's, it's not, you're not number one. Duke's number one. And I think Duke could lose two or three more games and they'd still be the number one team overall. It's just, they've got by far the most talent, firepower, skill, all that. So no one's going to be surprised when they're the number one overall seed once March Madness hits in a little over a month. Uh, their schedule this week, they got, you know, they're at Louisville. Louisville's ranked. So we'll, we'll see what they do at Louisville. And then, uh, they play NC state, uh, NC state, the team that scored 24 points in a game, uh, a week ago. That's, Jesus, that's still freaking ridiculous. We'll give a little uh, shout-out to Todd here. Marquette, big win over Nova. They lost this, lost to St. John's, tough loss. Uh, but Marquette, you know, they're, they're ranked 10th. We'll see what happens tomorrow when the rankings come up. They're 24 overall. I, I heard this yesterday. I thought that was crazy. They're, Marquette and Villanova are the, the only two teams in the Big East with winning records. That is pathetic. That is, that is absolutely pathetic pathetic Todd was like yeah the Big East is down this year I'm like down maybe I didn't say it to you Todd but I thought about it like down two teams are over are over 500 down that's called crap your conference sucks balls but Marquette looks good uh and they're gonna you know I said we were talking kind of about the tournament I said Marcus Howard is he's a guy that could win the four like four straight games to open the tournament for how he scores he could win four straight games." To open up, and then and then you're in the elite eight, and who knows what or the shit final four, and then who knows what happens. I, I'm not expecting it, but I'm not going to be surprised if it happens. So those are our rundown with Wisconsin Duke, and hey, there you go. I, th- I got a little Marquette in there because uh, they are they're a top team, and we got to start talking to them a little bit. And Woj is the coach, and I'm a Duke fan, so why wouldn't we talk about it? Let's go back real quick. Since Woj is around this time, I'm fully aware that Duke. There is allegations now that a player from i don't know if it's the 98 99 roster or the 99 2000 roster it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because it's rape but they are investigating alleged sexual uh assault rape about a former player i looked at the rosters just to see i couldn't remember who was there and it's you know it's the Badier, uh william avery mcgetty dunleavy um god who else? brand i think brand was 98, 90 uh, 98, 99. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and give like you guys my thoughts on who I think could have done it. Cause it's awful, but I just thought about it. So, um, Oh, Corey McGetty was on there too. Boozer Jay Williams. So we'll find out, uh, coach K's come out and said he obviously doesn't know anything. Um, you know, I, you do haters, I know are, I'm not surprised about this shocking. Someone raped someone. And then money stuff's gonna come out, and you guys—I mean, whatever. You guys, do haters or hate Duke haters—it's a serious allegation, obviously, and they'll figure it out. Uh, it makes you wonder, you know. It's—it's it's been almost—it's been 20 years. Like, what has gone on in the last 20 years that this all of a sudden comes out now? So, but I'm gonna—I'm not—you know—I'm a Duke fan. I love Duke, love Coach K, love the players. I'm not—I'll talk about this as we go on. We'll keep—we'll keep tabs on it and, and see what happens. It's not—no one's—no one's above. That kind of uh, you know behavior, that should, shouldn't go on and shouldn't happen. So uh, as I say, on the pod, we'll keep an eye on it. Keyshawn Justice. God, I, can someone get Santa Clara on some TV? Can I please watch Santa Clara? World quick stat lines. Uh, I think they lost both games this week. 10-3-4 for Justice. 3-7 of seven from 3. 8-2-3. 2-4 two, two from 3. At Pepperdine at San Francisco. Great. Please, Keyshawn, transfer somewhere so I can watch you more. Halliburton, Halliburton's had a rough stretch of games. I will say that. He's been the most impressive, I think, up until about a week or so ago. He actually probably has overall still been the most impressive player of these guys. But he's not, not you know, not great games. Uh, last week, I don't think he had a great, too, you know, he didn't have didn't have really great games this past week. At Oklahoma, they win 75-74. He went 11-2-1, 3-5-3, three, had three turnovers, though, which is not, Halliburton has not turned the ball over, but he had three turnovers that game. Uh, and then they lost a they lost to TCU. God, yesterday they lost TCU by 10 or by nine, 83 to 92. And he went three, three and one and shot one of three from three. That's, and it was just like a, he's still playing in the, you know, he's still playing 30 plus minutes, but he just, I don't know if he's hit. Is there a freshman wall? Anyone that's played college basketball as a freshman, like high level college basketball, Jeff, you did, obviously, is there a freshman wall? Do you hit a freshman wall where it gets like, you hit like game, you know, game 25 or whatever 20 or 25 and you just hit a wall and you just get, you just get tired or exhausted you don't know what you're doing. It seems like Haliburton hit that. Speaking of hitting a wall, McCabe. God, that team's bad. So, here's McCabe's week. They play at Texas Tech. He starts. They lose 50 to 80. They lose by 31. They got their asses handed to them. So he starts, scores 7 points, no rebounds, no assists. Plays 22 minutes. Uh, a buddy of mine that was over tonight, we were talking about, he asked me if I'd saw the game. I said, I didn't, I did not see it. But he said that there was a play where McCabe came, kind of came across half court, picked up his dribble and kind of turned the ball over and Huggins just basically like ran in the court and yelled at him and was, you know, all over him. Again, uh, Huggins, I, I'm i out on Huggins. I, I'm not, I Technically I was never in, so I don't, can I be out if I was never in? I don't know. Um, And then they played Texas yesterday and they lose 53 to 75, another loss. They didn't start. He plays 10 minutes, you know, and he's got, he has one assist and he shoots, you know, he misses both the threes that he takes. I don't know. I mean, what do you expect at this point? I don't, we're, you know, we're, I'm in, I'm in the Kimberley area, right? I'm in the Appleton, Kimberley area. Um, obviously, I know plenty of Kakana people. What are we, what are we expecting at this point from a cave? What do we, what do we really want to see? They suck. So there's something to be said about just let the young guys play. But then you're like screwing the seniors, right? So, and again, you know, John and I talked at uh, unspread and bread. Do you transfer? If McCabe, I'm assuming McCabe's talking about transferring. We talked about it again last uh, couple weeks ago. Do do you transfer and then set out a year, and then you're a 22 year old sophomore? I don't. I mean, you want to go play at a place that's your that's the best fit for you, right? And you can have fun. And I don't know. It's it's a mess to me. It's I wouldn't. Again, I'm I'm my. My priority is to get Jordan McCabe on this podcast this summer. Hopefully he comes back to Kacona. I'm gonna have him on I w I wanna have him on. I want to talk to him about all this stuff. The pro- all the process going back to, you know, sophomore year of high school on forward, even even before that we'll talk about. But I'm just curious how we landed on West Virginia and things like that. And who knows if he'll open up? Who knows if we'll even come on? Um but I want him on. That's my that's he's my priority number one um to get on the pod. So Jordan, I know you're listening. You're probably not. Come on the pod. Tyler Hero. I don't even was gonna say Tyler Hero doing Tyler Hero things. He's not. I mean, blah week. I've had two people. God, no, three. It might be three people this week. God, Tyler Hero looks amazing. He's so good at Kentucky. He starts. He scores a lot. <laughs> barf. Okay. F and barf. You know, just here's this sums up Tyler Hero. Okay. Yesterday comes down. Shoots like an off balance three at as a shot clock's winding down, hits it, does his little pound the chest, talking shit, blah, blah, blah. And then next possession. I don't even know if he got blocked. I couldn't even see my 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 uh TV, my phone was on uh standard definition, kind of cutting in and out, but gets a shot from the corner and he either got blocked or he airballed. It was a shot clock violation. So he didn't do shit. But that's Tyler Hero to me. It's just all these ups and downs, and when he does great, it's like He's the greatest person in the world, and then he has his shit. He has his bottom stuff, right? They win against South Carolina, 76-48. He goes for 11-3-1. He's 5-11 from the field, 1-3 three from three. They play at Mississippi State yesterday. Close game. They, I mean, it was really tight. They won by four. He goes for 12-2-1. You know, good shooting, 5-9 from the field, 2-4 from three. I mean, what do you want me to say? I, don't, I mean, he had a turnover in each game. Great. Assist in each game, that continues his one-for-one assist-to-turnover ratio. Again, I'm not hiding anything, right? I'm not a Tyler Hero guy. I'm not, I just, we were talking yesterday about about Hero and Halliburton going to the NBA and um, someone brought up Halliburton's body and I'm just like, well, you know, he's, if he goes to the NBA, he's going to be able to work 24 hours a day on his body in a professional, you know, environment. That's, if I'm Halliburton, I'm going too. You know, I don't, I'm not going to blame either of these guys for going to the NBA if they're guaranteed first round, you know, picks. I, if they're not, I don't know why you, I don't know why you would take the chance, but I, so I don't, I I understand why you would ever, you know, if you get a first round, you get it, you get the guarantee you're going to go, it's money. You get, you get to work on what you want to do, um, full time, which is amazing, right? Obviously any of us, any of us, what we do as a hobby, right? Like this, if I could do a podcast all the time, every day of the week, and I didn't have my normal job, I'd be a lot better at it, right? I've, you know, most of you guys that know me, I do music. I I haven't done it in a while, but I've done music. If I would have worked on music every day of my life for eight hours a day, I'd be a hell of a lot better in music than I am currently. You know, or have been. Who knows where you end up, right? So there is something to be said about taking that leap and and getting that that experience and that um, that work all the time, and then you can make the best of of yourself in that in that sport or uh, you know occupation. So I'm not going to blame them if they go pro. I just I don't think they're ready, uh, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know, maybe going in the pro and that makes them ready. Maybe sitting around a year in college helps them a little bit more. You know, who knows? We'll keep an eye on it. That brings us to know your rule. It's tough. I'm running out of know your rules, and I'm trying to. I'm, I go to these tournaments, you know. I was at, um, you know, Jamison played Friday night, and you know, there's a call. Some of, some of you officials, let me know this one. So there's a kid on the ground. It's after a shot, and a kid falls over, and it's not even the the ball's not even around this area. The kid's kind of he, he's on the ground, and then a kid trips over him. The ref blows the whistle, and they call it on the other team. They, it was one of our kids on the ground. I think it was. No, no. Their their team was... Their kid Their kid was on the ground. Our kid falls over on him. Just ran into him, right? To me, it's a no-call. It's not a fall. It's just... You, you, kids in the ground, you fall over on him. The ball doesn't affect the play. The ball's not involved. Whatever. Ref blows a whistle, calls a, fall, calls a fall on the kid on the ground. The other coach's like, what? Like, arguing, obviously, about it. And the ref's like, I gotta call something. And I'm like, mm, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You don't have to call something at all. You could just let it go. I mean... There's plenty of block charge calls that people don't call. Like, and guess a no call. You don't call anything. You let it go. So you, you officials, I don't know what the rule is because I've seen it before where people are on the ground and someone trips over them and they call phone. It's like, so I don't know. Right. That's on me. Some of these rules are really easy to find when you Google them and look them up. Some of these are not. That one I've, I've, I haven't looked up because I just did this on the fly right now. It's not my know your rule, but I just want someone who's, who's officiated or, you know, let me know. I'll Google it too. I'll find out for next week. My, my know your rule is, uh, is a situation that happened last week and I was going to talk about it last week, but I didn't, but it's a situation that happened last week. And it's, it's kind of a two, two part rule here. And that's the out of bounds, being out of bounds as a player, touching the ball once you've been out of bounds. Okay. So my first part of this rule is when you save a ball out of bounds and I've talked in the past about how you have good officials that'll say, yep, I may hey, I miss a call or you make up for it, whatever. There are some officials that will never change their call, will never admit the wrong, will hold grudges, all that stuff. This is an ex- this is a, an experience that I had, and this was years ago. This was probably like I think when Caden was in fourth grade. We're at Manitowoc, and the ball's going out of bounds on the baseline, and Caden runs towards the baseline, and he and he saves it out of bounds, and saves you know he runs he saves it, it falls in bounds, he's out of bounds, and then he hops back in, in the in the in the, in the is it field to play in the, on the court in play establishes himself touches the ball ref blows the whistle says nope can't be the first to touch it whatever and you can you could have said whatever he wanted at that point I know the rule so he's like you know it's other teams ball and I said no 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 no, no. so this isn't this isn't the NFL okay you can you can be the first to touch the ball uh, after you save the ball okay and he kind of stops and the, the other ref comes over and I go he saved the ball he can come back in and be the first to touch it this is not the NFL and this official was like, yep, you're. I don't know if it was the other guy came up and like, yep, you're right, my bad, made the wrong call, and they gave us the ball. So there's a lot of officials I know that think two things: one, for whatever reason, you can't be the first to touch the ball if you're out of bounds, whatever, and that yeah, you can't like, since you can't save the ball, you can't you can't run out of bounds and save the ball and touch it, which is that's wrong. You can save the ball and come back in and grab the ball. So, which kind of transitions into my story, so. Um, talking talk to a coach last week, they're playing a game, and he's texting me because this a bunch of stuff went down, and he texts me, and he's like, "Yeah, so and so we're running a play, and this and he this kid their player kind of gets bumped out of bounds, so he runs out of bounds as he's as they're running this play. You know, it's kind of like one of these, he's swinging around from one side of the court to the other, running through screens, things like that." Kids, players run out of bounds all the time, right? You run out of bounds. You're on the baseline, you step out of bounds. You're on the sidelines, you step out of bounds. It it's happens. It's not a big deal, right? I understand there are rules you cannot, you cannot purposely go stand out of bounds, right? You can't, you can't inbound the ball on an out-of-bounds play. You can't inbound the ball and just stand out of bounds. You have to get back in the ball in the field of, you know, in the field of play again. You have to get it back on the court, right? Russell Westbrook tried this. Uh, a couple weeks ago. He didn't want a turnover at the end of a shot clock to go against the stats. So he went and stood out of bounds. And then what they ended up calling him for was standing out of bounds. You can't do that, right? But if you're just in 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 the flow of the game, you run out of bounds. It happens all the time. Refs don't call it. Nothing happens. So, this player runs out of bounds throughout this play. The ref blows his whistle, and they call whatever kind of violation they want to call running out of bounds, and they give it to the other team. So, they they end up this team ends up it just it's a mess after that whatever so this this coach is texting me and he's like and i'm like i don't get it what why what was the violation for running out of bounds like i don't get what happened you know and he's like you can't run out of bounds you can't intentionally run out of bounds and i'm like in basketball the fuck you can't because you can like i witnessed it five times yesterday i witnessed it five times the week before So this official clearly has no freaking clue what he's doing. So he called this team for a violation because this kid ran out of bounds during a play. Uh, So that's, that's your out of bounds rule, right? You can, you can save it. You can be the first to touch it. As long as you take, you know, step your two feet in ball your two feet in bounds, right? You can, um, you know, like you can throw it off someone's back. I don't know. It hits them first, but you can, as long as you touch your, your two feet in, you can touch the ball. No matter if you were the last to touch it or the fifth person to touch it or you were just out of bounds when you put your feet in, in bounds, you're good to go. And refs, you can run out of bounds. It's okay to, t- to step out of bounds, come back in. It's not, it's not a violation. So that's no your rule for this week. I don't think it happens. T- I've never heard of anyone calling that standing out of bounds thing before, like a running out of bounds. I get it. If you're purposely standing out of bounds, that's a violation, but people running out of bounds on the baseline, it happens all the time, rebounds, whatever. It's not a violation. Officials, get your shit together. Oh God, if you guys did not see the fucking non-call in the Warriors or, uh, sorry, Rockets Thunder game last night, I uh, put it on Snapchat. I should put it, I put it on Twitter at Spread and Bread. Eric Gordon dribbles from the middle, like he's in between top of the key and half court in the middle of the court and he's dribbling towards the right. He jumps in the air and then lands, doesn't shoot it, doesn't pass it, just lands and they don't call anything. Okay. These are NBA officials, the best officials, apparently, that we have in the world, and they don't call anything. So WIAA, I don't know your name, who wrote the article, this is why your officials take shit. And I know it wasn't your officials that call this, but again, these are the best officials in the world, and they don't call the shit. But this is why officials take shit, and why they get hammered on. Because they miss obvious plays, like Van Gundy's like, Mark Jackson or someone was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if that's a violation. Van Gundy's like, Yeah. That's a violation. He jumped in the air and landed. It's easy. How do you not have someone watching? That's the thing. He goes, how do you not have someone watching the ball? That's the one thing I get missing, like, fouls away from the ball that are like screens or people running through screens or whatever. How do you miss someone jumping in the air and landing? That's unacceptable and unheard of. And it's pathetic. But this is why officials take shit because they're awful. Like, that's just awful. So. Know your rule. Bad fishing in the NBA. Let's transition into the NBA. I hope you guys all watch the All-Star Draft. So if you don't know, I know people hate the All-Star Game because it's like 250 to 220. It's no defense. But all you people that hate the NBA say there's no defense anyways. But I love the All-Star Game. I think it's a great weekend. I'm so excited for next weekend. For, uh, I, I love the, the Rising Stars Game. Love the three-point contest. The dunk contest has been bleh, but I'll watch it just to kind of keep tabs in it. I love watching the All-Star Game. On Sunday night, it's great. I absolutely love it. So anyways, if you didn't know, the NBA now, has they do a draft. So the top two vote-getters each get to pick their teams. LeBron was the top getter, so he gets the first vote. And then Giannis was the second uh, or the leading vote-getter for the East, so he gets the next, I say vote, draft, pick. He gets the second pick. And they go back and forth. They have to draft starters first. Then they draft reserves. This is clearly why, and I know the NFL is the biggest sport, but this is why the NBA is better than the, than the NFL. And this is way better, why, why it's way better than the Major League Baseball. The NBA has gotten this, their shit down. They've got the personalities. They've got the people. Uh, it's so, all these guys are awesome. So if you if you didn't watch the the All-Star, the draft actually happened. It happened Thursday night. YouTube it, because it's amazing. Because if you want to watch, if you want to see the future of the NBA, that's you have to watch this draft. So you've got LeBron who's, you know, Obviously he's the face of the NBA now and he's picking against Giannis and you wouldn't expect Giannis, you know, who's not from this country to have this personality. His personality is amazing. I mean, uh, Mike were texting back and forth about it. Um, obviously, you know, as Bucks fans and watching Giannis all the time, it was so awesome to watch. And I just, I was, it was just made me smile watching Giannis talk and he's cracking jokes uh, on LeBron about tampering and, and stuff like that. It was so funny, but I texted Mike. I'm like, Giannis, this is Giannis owns this league. This is his league. Like LeBron's gonna retire in the next five years. This is Giannis's league. This guy has got an amazing, amazing personality. And it was so awesome to watch him just be in this moment and not be not be scared or timid. You know, like Kawhi Leonard's not, you know, he's very, you know, sheltered. And Durant is constantly bitching about the media comments in this past week. He's not very engaging. Giannis is so engaging. He's so likable. I'm like, he owns this league. And I said, if he fucking leaves Milwaukee, just close up shop and move to move to Seattle or move to Vegas, wherever they want to put the next NBA uh, team. If he leaves Milwaukee, this, it's done. Like Milwaukee, basketball in Milwaukee will be officially done if Giannis leaves uh, the Bucks. in, I guess it would be two and a half years, two years when he's a free agent. They it can't, it'll, it'll ruin the city. I, I would pay him whatever. I would give him whatever he wants. And it might not may even matter. Obviously it doesn't, it's not gonna matter to some of these guys that want to play other places. And Giannis has always said he wants to stay here, which is awesome. But he's he's amazing. Again, if you didn't get to watch it, go watch it because it's very, very, it's not just, you know, you're watching these guys, who they like players-wise. But Giannis, just his personality was, uh, it was just, it was so great to watch and great to see. And I was, you know, you're laughing and it was just a fun hour Or half hour, hour of the show show watching these guys kind of go back and forth. But Giannis, Giannis owns this league. And again, Milwaukee. If if he if he leaves Milwaukee, man, it's it's done. Basketball's done. It's it sucks, but that's the way it is. The complete flip side of Giannis, someone who I I love Giannis, someone who I absolutely hate. I'm going to give 30 seconds here. He was on my top five list of people that I don't like, and I'm I'm going to move him to number one at this point. Lavar Ball's back in in town. He's back. He's back making his rounds at Fox Sports. Shame on you. I know you want ratings at some point just got to just shut up just don't put him on you know now he's on he's on Fox Sports he's with Skip and Shannon which is of course the show that he should be on because Skip Bayless is a moron and he's talking about Lonzo Balls better than LeBron James like I mean it's stupid like why you why even put someone like that on TV like if that's what we're doing what are we really doing it's it's so it was so awful and of course and I, and I hey look I'm to blame I'm watching this like I'm I watched it. I came up across on my Facebook page. I'm like, oh my god, Lavar Le- Le- said Lonzo's better than LeBron, and I didn't say it like, oh my god, wow, well, how did he's probably got some good reasons. No, I knew he's a f- fucking idiot, talking like a fucking idiot, and he is, you know. And it's he doesn't have anything. He has he has no reasoning of why Lonzo's better. He says LeBron's getting old. Yeah, he is getting old, and he's still better than. I mean, it's I don't I don't need to explain to anyone who's listening right now why LeBron is better than Lonzo. Like Lonzo's half the league is better than Lonzo Ball. I heard too that like LeVar Ball was pissed off at the Lakers that, um, they didn't sign his, uh, it a jello, whatever the middle one, he sucks. It's, he's just a fucking shithead. He's an idiot. And you know, he's now he's talking about, he's, he's going to speak it into existence. He's going to speak Lonzo going to f- uh, Phoenix, whatever. I, he's awful. He is an awful parent. I don't care. I know people say, oh, he's a really, really good parent. No, he's awful. He's an awful parent. If I'm Lonzo, I'm like, dad, shut the fuck up. But he's awful, and I, if, if anyone likes LeVar, please God, tweet me or something. I don't. This is just ridiculous. He's an idiot. That's my NBA stuff for the week. Not a, I mean, there was a bunch of trades. Right, Harris goes to uh, Philly. The Bucks got Miritich, which is awesome. That was a big trade. Anthony Davis did not get moved, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, a couple other, you know, that's again, that's my that's my NBA stuff. Oh, here's another thing. I was, I was listening to the Bucks yesterday or last night, and I'm like, who the hell is this? is the, uh, is the guy talking and it's, it's Steve Novak and I'll give you my Steve Novak story next week. Cause I do have a Steve Novak story, but he sounds like John Cena. So I'm, I'm cutting this story short because I'm 30 minutes, 30 or so minutes. And I like to keep these podcasts, you know, somewhat small or, uh, not too long, short, if you will. Uh, Steve Novak sounds like John Cena. If you don't know who John Cena is, good Lord, WWE wrestler, one of the best ever, but he sounds like John Cena. So now whenever I'm watching the box games, I'm listening to John Cena talk you know, give me uh, commentary on the, on, on the, the box. It's, it's kind of weird to, to listen to, but yeah, Steve Novak, John Cena. A couple other things I always wanted to touch on as always. I, you know, I make my notes and I'm just things that are a bit of, you know, a topic in my head that I hear I'm like that kind of frustrate me or piss me off or make me happy or laugh, whatever. No one, everyone knows I, I don't like Cardi B. So she apparently had this Instagram post, Barstool Sports posted it. And she's going off about like finances about how everyone needs to lay off all these rich people and how they spend their money that it costs a lot of money to get your nails done. Just watch it. Please just go try to Google Cardi B financial, whatever it's, it is, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to waste a minute and a half of, or two minutes. I don't even, I didn't see the whole thing. I don't know how long it is. I will, if you have two minutes of your life to waste and we all, we don't, but we do, right? We all waste plenty of minutes. Hey, you know what? I was going to say you wasted 30 minutes listening to this. You didn't waste it at all. This is valuable information I'm giving you. Um, but go and listen to Cardi B talk about money so that you can dislike her as much as I dislike her. I do not understand how so many people in this world become, I don't even want to say famous. I understand how they become famous because a lot of them are just idiots, but how anyone thinks that Cardi B is talented as a musician blows my mind because she's not, she's awful and she clearly is not intelligent at all. Watch it. Go find the clip. You'll see it, and it's awful. Next thing, there was a there was a Super Bowl commercial. I didn't talk about it last week. I think it was a Super Bowl commercial, but it's on now all the time. It's a Bud Light commercial talking about how, which is funny because like Bud Light and Miller Light and Coors Light have been around forever, right? So now the new play is we're going to go after the fact that Coors Light and Miller Light makes their beer with corn syrup. Okay, so now it's a big deal that corn syrup is in Miller Light and Coors Light, but it's not in Bud Light. Okay. I have a newsflash for Bud Light. Anyone who gives a shit about corn syrup isn't drinking beer at all. I mean, who the fuck is choosing beer? Going, oh no, they they have corn syrup in their beer. I'm not gonna. I'll give me some Bud Light. I'm I, I gotta I gotta hold off on the corn syrup. Like the people that care about corn syrup are the healthy people that are eating organic foods or the gluten free stuff. Right? They're watching. They're looking at the ingredients. Okay. Those people aren't going to buy a case of beer at the liquor store. So I I get it. Like everyone's got, you got to take your angles when you're, you know, you're marketing, right? Like they were sitting around in a room going, oh my God, you guys know that we don't have corn syrup in our beer, but Miller Lite and Coors Light does. Yes, let's, let's target that. Let's do that. Let's make sure everyone knows that we don't have corn syrup, Um, but Miller Lite and Coors Light does. And I'm just going to go ahead and guess that it's not going to be a successful, uh, advertising campaign that whoever whatever marketing group came up with this might go down in flames i just i don't understand it i don't get it i don't drink beer all the time i do enjoy beer here and there i don't give a shit if it's got corn syrup in it or not right um there are certain things that you like because of the taste and you're gonna eat them and that's the way it is and if you're health conscious health conscious you're gonna you are going to you're probably not focusing on beer at all. You're looking at different things. So, those are my last two rants. Sorry, the Cardi B and the Bud Light commercial. So, all right, thirty-five minutes in. Uh, Miami Golden State is on halftime. Miami's up fifty-nine to fifty-four. It's a uh, Clay Thompson, another stellar game, four of eleven. Is Clay Thompson an all-star? I get it. He's like one of the best shooters in the in the league. But is he an all-star this year? I'm not so sure. He's having a shitty year. And he burns me in DraftKings all the time. Sam, why do you keep picking him in DraftKings if, if he keeps burning you? I don't know, but I do. Because when I don't pick him, he goes off. So I'm going to keep picking him because he's cheap. And I'm just praying that one out of 20 games, he actually does something. That's what it is. Someone's at my door. This has been Straight Ball. We'll see you next week. We straight ball. <laughs>